deep down in our souls. And we thank you for meeting us here for worship today. And God, we pray that you will engage our hearts and our minds that we will be able to worship you in spirit and in truth, that you will be glorified and our souls will be set ablaze, satisfied, because we have been in your eternal presence once again, for it's in the wonderful name of Jesus we pray, amen. Again, from Luke chapter 2, just uh, one verse, then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. I want to preach today from the subject, Christmas year round. Will you say that with me? Christmas year round. I'm just reminded of this past week, I was in the office and uh, Deacon Irvin Jones drove up and I asked him, I said, Deacon Jones, did you have a good Christmas? He said, yes, I did, but Christmas is every day for me. What a profound statement that is, that those of us who have trusted in Jesus Christ should have Christmas year round. We're just now five days away from having celebrated on our calendar the birthday of Jesus, December 25th, probably not the actual birthday by all accounts, but it's as good as day as any to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And I've noticed, and perhaps you have too, just five days away, that most stores have put away the Christmas inventory. Most of the Christmas music is gone now from the stores and, and even from some of the radio stations. As I drive along our in our neighborhood, most of my neighbors, not all of them, have taken down the lights and many of them taken down the trees and the, and the inflatable Santa Clauses and the sleighs and all those kinds of things. And they have packed them away in anticipation of next year's event. That's because in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of people who do not know Jesus, in the eyes of those who have not been washed by his blood and redeemed, Christmas is just another season. Like the NFL season or the NBA season or the Major League Baseball season. From those who are outside of relationship with God's son, Jesus, that's all Christmas is. It's another season. It's a season to capitalize on on shoppers, the shoppers' anxieties to to purchase that right gift, that that right present. It's a time to capitalize on the desires of children who've been wanting this particular gift of those gifts for for months, and now it's a, a time to have them. Sadly enough, sadly enough, many church attenders view Christmas as a season to attend worship, be on their best behavior. But when the season is over, they go right back to the same routine. And many join the world and get right back in the same rut they were in prior to Thanksgiving. But that's not what God intended. That's not what God intended when Christ was born uh, in, in Bethlehem. God intended and God still intends for Christmas to be year round. 
For you see, Deacon Jones had it right when he said, I celebrate Christmas every day. That's what God had in mind. And so our text for today points out at least three ways people of God, that is born again believers in Jesus Christ, can have Christmas year round. First, in order to have Christmas year round, there needs to be or there must be proclamation. Notice verses 16 and 17 of the text. They're talking about the shepherds. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now notice when the shepherds saw Jesus for themselves, they made widely the saying which was told them concerning this child. When they saw Jesus for themselves, when they connected with Jesus, they made widely known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. That is, they proclaimed that Jesus had been born in the city of David. They proclaimed that they had found him exactly as the angel said they would. They proclaimed that Jesus was wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. These shepherds were not afraid, nor were they ashamed to tell the story. And as a result of the shepherd's proclamation, notice what happens in verse 18. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them or those things which had been proclaimed to them by the shepherds. You see, the shepherds told the story. And all who heard the story marveled. Now be sure the, the shepherds did not tell the story once. That is not the intention of the text. They did not tell the story once and then put the story on the shelf and forget about the story. No, verse 17 tells us that they made widely known the sand which was told them concerning this child. The term to make widely known means this. It means that there was a continuous, uninterrupted telling of the story by the shepherds. It means that they kept on proclaiming Jesus day after day after day after day. And so it is with us. In order for us to have Christmas year round, there needs to be a constant a consistent, a continuous telling of the story. Not just on December the 25th, but on the 26th and the 27th and the 28th and throughout the year, widely proclaiming this story. For you see, by next week, most, if not all, of the Christmas trees will be packed away are thrown away. Our tradition in South Carolina was to leave the tree up until after New Year, and that's still our tradition, but after New Year in our home and in many homes, the tree will be packed away. 
or if you have live trees, will be thrown away. Family visitors, many of them would have returned home. School will start up again. Merchants, uh, uh, merchants would have put away the Christmas inventory. In fact, they put it away, and in some cases, they're already bringing out the spring inventory, the seasonal inventory. Yet those of us who have met Jesus for ourselves, those of us who know that the true meaning of Jesus is not Dr. Williams in stuff as you prayed so eloquently this morning but the true meaning of Christmas for us those who have been redeemed is that God sent his son to save us from our sins and so we will keep telling the story keep proclaiming the truth keep sharing the gospel keep telling the good news with our lips and our lives day in and day out, 24-7 days a week, 365 days a year, we'll keep proclaiming. So why is proclamation then important? Proclamation is important because as in the text, it leads to, to motivation. It leads to marveling and, and motivation. Motivation leads to evaluation. When you tell the story, people evaluate the story. Then evaluation leads to salutation, and salutation leads to salvation. But we must tell the story not just one day, not just two days, but every day that God gives us breath and an audience, we are to tell the story, proclaim Jesus, if we're going to have Christmas year round. Proclamation. Secondly, in order to have Christmas year round, there needs to be pondering. To ponder means to think deeply, to consider, to contemplate, to meditate, to deliberate. And that's exactly what Mary did. Look at the text again in verse 19. The text reads, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, not just on the first Christmas day, not just on the day when Jesus was born, did she ponder, but she thought about it, y'all, every single day. Mary's pondering, her deep thinking, her quiet meditation is a beautiful picture of a trusting heart. Mary had been told that she would bring forth God's son, Messiah, Savior of the world, that his name should be Jesus. He would save his people from their sins. She was the vessel. Imagine that. Poor, young, afraid, not much of this world's goods at her disposal, but she was God's chosen vessel by which the fulfillment of the prophecy of Micah and the prophecy of Isaiah would travel. 
Isaiah 9 and 6 states, here's that prophet saying, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Prophecy, 700 years prior to Mary. Amazing by divine providence, Isaiah spoke the words, and amazing by God's divine excellence, approximately 700 years later, Mary was the vessel that produced the word. Well, John 1.14 clarifies Mary's Bethlehem production, stating, and I quote, and the word became flesh. Look at the production, y'all. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Among Mary, among Joseph, amongst the wise men, amongst the shepherds, amongst us, 2,000 years, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So it was by the end of Mary's Bethlehem production, she had been through a great deal. An expectant mother, yet unmarried. Facing the rumors, having the conversation, apparently with her family, having the conversation with Joseph and perhaps his family. She had been through the long trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem. She had been through and endured the exhaustion of giving birth without trained medical help. No privacy in an unsanitary stable. Mary was as weary and exhausted as a person could be. As one commentator stated, no one could even begin to know the thoughts that had filled her mind for nine months. Nor could anyone know the feelings and emotions of the experience, the wonder, the amazement, the astounding reality was too much even to talk about. All she could do was continue in the humble sweetness that had characterized her over the past months. She merely bowed once again in humble adoration to God and quietly entrusted these things to his keeping. She said nothing, only pondered in her heart what had happened in quote. Now, in just a few days, the world will be back in the groove. The temptation will be to follow the crowd and 
get stuck in the drama, worry with the worriers, fret with the fretters, and complain with the complainers. Yet in verse 19, Mary, the mother of Jesus, challenges the church collectively and challenges each one of us today individually to overcome the obstacles of the past, the present, and the future by pondering in our hearts our Savior Jesus the Christ who is our source of joy and peace and goodwill every day regardless of what goes on around us. So through pondering Jesus, through just thinking about Jesus, through just meditating on Jesus, on his birth, through contemplating on the greatness of our Savior, we can have Christmas year round. And third, in order to have Christmas year round, there needs to be praise. There needs to be proclamation first, pondering second, and praise third. Notice verse 20. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told. Verse 20 tells us that after the shepherds came face to face with baby Jesus, Their hearts were filled with joy. They had heard of his arrival, but after seeing him, after encountering him, after engaging him, they left the manger scene glorifying and praising God. You see, their praise did not stop right there at the manger. Their glorifying Jesus did not stop right there at the manger, but they left that means continuously glorifying God and praising God. Why? Because their souls had been set ablaze by the reality that after the wow, after the waiting, After the wishing, their Savior had come. Their Messiah had come. Their redemption had come. Their relief had come. So they left the manger scene glorifying and praising God continuously. And oh, what a prayer meeting. Oh, what a worship experience that must have been in the fields day after day after day as they relived what they had seen and heard in the manger. So here's the key, y'all. When we take down the Christmas tree, When all the decorations have been put away, 
when we eat the last piece of turkey and dressing and mac and cheese and that last piece of pie. When the guests have gone home, when the world gets back into their rut, those of us who know Jesus as Lord and Savior will be celebrating Christmas every day, all year round, by glorifying him, by praising him, by worshiping his holy name. We will have Christmas in January and February and March and April and May and throughout the summer. We will have Christmas year round because we praise him. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him on your job. Praise him in your car. Praise him in your room. Praise him in your community. Praise him year round. And Christmas, the blessing of Bethlehem will be a fresh reminder in your mind of the awesomeness of our God who has everything under his sovereign control. When we praise him, we are reminded that God is in control. Our lives are in his hand. When we worship him, unlike the world, we won't forget. When we worship him, in fact, we can't forget. When we worship him, every day is Christmas because we are reminded that Jesus is the reason not only for the season, but he is the reason for our hope. He is the reason for our joy. He is the reason for our peace regardless of what we face year round when we worship him we are reminded constantly that he is king of kings lord of lords our savior our jehovah jireh the great i am he is a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. We have the satisfaction, the joy all year long celebrating Jesus. Father, we thank you today.